What's up guys, this is Wences. Welcome back to my channel where we talk about creating an epic life on your terms. Today we're talking about how to prioritize your own happiness over other people's expectations. And I know how that feels like. When you're in it, you don't see a way out of it. It really feels like failure. It feels like you're just giving up if you decide to go for the things that are maybe bringing you happiness, but they're definitely not what society wants of you, what your parents want from you, or just your peers in general. But the truth is this, you can take steps to overcome this feeling. And I'm not gonna tell you to just do it and then it's gonna be all fine because then it's not gonna lead to happiness. I'm gonna talk to you about the strategies that I have used. And the truth is this, that you don't have to do it only once. It's consistent work, it's consistent transformational practices that are necessary in order to sustain happiness in the long term. So how are we gonna do it? Well, we're gonna talk about the specifics in this video and I want you to ask yourself this question. What is more pain? What is more work? To do transformational work consistently and change your life to the better so you feel alive and excited and happy or living in the pain of knowing that maybe you're playing by the rules that somebody else has set for you but you know this is not what is deep in your heart. Before we get started, I want to remind you if you want to take it even a step further and want to work with me privately then check out the link on 101 Coaching or sign up for the bootcamp. It starts on February 20. And it's going to be epic. So let's start with the conscious expectations. So who are we talking about? We're talking about society's expectations. We're maybe talking about our parents' expectations. And we're talking about the expectations of our peers, the people we really like, maybe our coworkers that we want to be a part of in their team, whatever it is, all of those things that we're all aware of. So let's start with society's expectations. What are they? First off, we have to actually be honest with ourselves and understand that there is no such thing as in society's expectations. We have an understanding of what we believe society wants and we only have a very limited view of that. So this is really something we have to begin with. That does not mean that you shouldn't be aware and conscious of what society expects of you from your perspective. The clearer you become on society's expectations, the easier it is to actually debunk them, to understand what is something you're gonna stick with for a while before you're able and willing to let that go and what is really something that you want to start living by right now. So what could it be? It could be that society expects of you to have like this immense career in finance or that you feel society expects of you that people really, really respect you as somebody who's done something valuable for society. It can also be that you say, okay, there are social expectations of how I'm supposed to look like. There's going to be something very specific and you'll be surprised how different the answers of everybody would be if they would say it. So these are the things we have to think about and then to actually narrow down what is the thing that really causes us the biggest pain. We have to figure out what is the biggest discrepancy between who we want to be, what really will give us happiness and what society expects of us. Of course, I'm not going to say it every time that it comes from your perspective anyways, but what is it? Let's say you have this expectation that you should be really good in the corporate setting. This is the thing that society has taught you that those are the people that are winning. You see this over and over again. These are like just those underlying things that you hear all the time. Maybe because you watch a lot of television or you watch a lot of news or you just follow whatever it is that's going on that people want from you. Or a really great example for society's expectations is that you know what's going on in the world from a news perspective. I have stopped watching mainstream media and news probably like five or six years ago. And you can imagine what big of a shift that must have been. Because back then I was still working. I was in 
the corporate world and telling people that I did not know what's going on in politics right now, that I didn't know what kind of war was breaking out somewhere, that I wasn't aware of all these things happening was not something that people were going to accept. So of course there's going to be some kind of resistance to it. And in the beginning when I made those shifts, I actually didn't talk about it too much. And if a conversation like this came up, I made it a conscious choice to stop it right in the beginning. And I said something like, I have made it a conscious choice not to watch mainstream media because the negativity has such an effect on me. And it started really with something small. One day I said to myself, this is something that I consciously know society wants of me to be aware of those things, but it's not helping me in who I want to become. Because who do I want to become? What does make me happy? It makes me happy when I watch happy videos. It makes me happy when I watch things that just excite me. Maybe there's like good news movements. You know, there's so many things like this going on in the world. And I consciously decided to go that step. And step by step, I was willing to look at what it means from the perspective of the people who are going to have a problem with that. In this case scenario, I really advise you to think of the worst case thing that could happen. So you actually are in the room with your boss and he says something about, let's say last week's elections and you don't know anything about it because you really don't care about it. It doesn't make you happy. And we all know mainstream news is just somebody with a flashlight showing one little spot in the forest and then like taking it away and saying, oh, did you watch this? Watch this. That's the only thing that matters when the forest is so much bigger than this, right? We don't know exactly what's going on in science. We don't know everything about astronomy. We don't know everything about history. There's so much we could know about biology and psychology and the list goes on and on. But nobody makes you feel bad about not knowing the newest things going on in biology. People make you feel bad for not knowing the things that are going on on the news. And this is actually something that you can really use as a practice. If you too feel like this is something I should know, but I really don't care about it and it just makes me a loser for not knowing it, it's a great practice practice you can start with. That you actively decide what do you want to know. So for example, when elections come up, you do think about, okay, who are the parties that are running? What is their program? You actively go out and look for it. You educate yourself so you can then vote. That does not mean that you have to follow everything that's going on in politics if you're not actively doing something about it. Remember, there's the circle of control. There are things we can control and then there are things outside of it we can't control, like the weather, or we can control some war happening in another country if we're not actively doing something to stop it. If these things are happening and you don't want to occupy your mind with it because you rather want to focus on something that is part of the solution than instead of the problem, you should start with the things that are in your control. So what can you control? You can control, for example, what's going on in your own home. You can control how your relationships are with the people who are closest to you, how the relationships are with your coworkers, what things you actively do to help society as in you volunteer or you share your thoughts, you actively contribute to making the world better and you stop feeling bad for not following things that are just not in alignment with who you want to be. You start with something small, you start with something you can take, and then you really picture the worst case scenario. So as I said, imagine your boss comes up to you and he asks you something that you really have no idea about, that you really don't care. You either at that moment say, I consciously have made the choice not to be consumed by mass media. I rather focus on the things that are important to me and this is it. 
the moment you start trying to explain to somebody else that you're a good person, that you have good intentions, or maybe that you're not stupid, whatever your fear is of why you haven't let go of this thing that really like is not in alignment with who you want to be. And trust me, I'm not saying you don't watch the news. I'm saying if you don't want to watch the news, if this is not something that brings you joy, that makes you excited about life, that is part of your identity, then you shouldn't do it just because there's this social obligation of being there and doing that. It works without it. And you might feel the world is going to collapse somehow. And I knew I felt this way, but it's not. I'm still here. I live a very successful life on my terms and I've given up so much. And the people who used to be in my life, they don't look at me and say, oh, she's made it. She's like doing everything so greatly. They probably have no idea what I'm doing. They don't know how this in itself could actually be a sustainable business. And most of the time they just don't care about what I'm doing. So don't expect to change other people's opinion. People either believe you're a good person. People either believe that you're smart. People either believe that you have good intentions and a good sense of reality, or they don't. You won't be able to convince them. You just do your thing and the people who accept it, they do and the others don't. So pick something from a society standpoint that you can take on. Starting with letting go of mass media like news could be a really great start because a lot of studies have shown that people who constantly watch news, which are generally negative, and that's the truth. I mean, we're not talking about good news movement. The main reason why news are so negative is because it keeps us hooked. It makes our cortisol level go up, our fight and flight response, and therefore we stay hooked. If watching good things, if watching the newest things happening in science and the best things that happened in this particular area of the city, if these were the things that people would be watching most, this is what news would be showing. So really ask yourself how much of this is really something that you just feel if I do this or if I let go of this, I'm just not going to be part of the group. And what we're going to find out in today's video is that the more you actually take those steps, you become so much more in love with yourself. You start accepting yourself. You start connecting through yourself more and more. So you fill yourself up. And the more you do that, the less you'll have the urge to fit into society and get accepted and tolerated for playing by somebody else's rules. So pick something out of the society spectrum and just take it on. You'll be fine, but you have to be the one who takes the first step. It will not happen any other way. You have to be the one who takes on the risk of being abandoned, of people looking at you weirdly, of you being the outcast for it to actually start growing. With every step you take and you see, okay, I'm still alive. Everything's good. Actually, I feel better now. The more self-confidence you have on taking the next step on. Now let's talk about parents' expectations. So we're really going to talk about unconscious expectations later on. But for now, I really want you to think about the conscious things. You know your parents expect of you. Is it maybe that they expect of you to get married and to have children? And it's just not something you can or want to take on right now. Or is it that your parents want you to get into politics and you really don't care about it? Is it maybe that your parents have this expectation that you should be so interested in accounting or anything that has absolutely nothing to do with the core values you have? If you know that one thing, then it's really time to take that on as well. You will see with every one of those aspects, it 
it's not something you do once, it's something you do continuously. You take on a step after the other and you do that until you become so okay with this new reality realm that you then are able to take on the next thing. So let's pick something up for our parents' expectations. So let's say your parents expect of you to have this great job in the corporate world in banking. So both my parents come from the finance world, both my parents have worked in the banking industry. So what happened? What did I study? I have a master's in finance and I went to do consulting in banking and it didn't even happen because my parents told me, oh, you should be doing this. But it sort of happened because there were those expectations that I saw, oh, they saw people who had success in these areas and they said, wow, they're doing so great. Why don't you do it? And everything that I did that was outside this norm, my father, for example, has really hard times of understanding. Now he sees, okay, my business brings in good money. I'm more than able to support myself and he calms down. But till this day, he does not understand it. He does not really understand how I was able to pull this off and how this works. And for the longest time, it was always this conversation of, you know, you can always go back. This is really the thing you could do. And then you could be the successful person that's like doing something in banking, you know, like all the people that we know and like. And I was just looking at those people and thinking, this is not the life I want to live. I don't want to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week on something I don't like. I want to have my freedom. I want to talk. I want to help people. And this has absolutely nothing to do with the things I was doing before. So how was I able to actually overcome this expectations of my parents? Well, I understood that there are certain amounts that I can actually live with by playing by the rules of what my parents wanted. But at some point I understood, okay, this is just as far as I can take it. And then it was time for me to actually add something to my life that really gave me more of a foundation of who I wanted to be in the future. And every time we got a conversation over how my business was going, there was always this tape playing over and over again of, Ooh, is this really successful? Is this going to be really the thing for you? Because his expectations was, of course, for me to go the other round, because this was the thing that he thought was the best choice. And I've heard of so many people who told me, really, you gave all of that up? And it's just people who don't understand what you want. And here's what I can tell you when it comes to the expectations of your parents and how you actually stop it. It always comes back to this one question. Do I need to convince him or not? Or do I need to convince it's my parents. And of course the answer is always no. So you imagine yourself in a position where your parents really believe the worst. They believe that you're making horrible choices. They are not proud of you. They feel like you're abandoning the family legacy or you're being a burden or whatever it is. And they're just not happy with your choices. And you imagine yourself in this position and you say, this is fine. Imagine this, like as much pain as this might cause you, just imagining it will help you to overcome the anxiety because in the end, it's not of your business what your parents think. I mean, we all know this, but what does this really mean for our life? This is our life, not theirs. They're living their life and no matter what they want for you, in the end, they can only make choices for themselves. And if they want this in their life, then they should live that out because you are betraying yourself if you're not doing what is in your heart. So once I understood this, I really stopped sharing my progress with my dad. I I stopped sharing my doubts with my dad because in the beginning, when you make those switches, you're not super confident about it. You're still in this limbo state and everybody of us is like this. We get self-confident from sticking to it, from actually living it over and over again. But in the beginning, when we're making those shifts, this is not easy and it's not healthy. 
healthy, practical, or beneficial to share our fears with somebody who just mirrors back to us our own doubts and our own fears. If you have doubts, if you have questions, if you have something that you're unsure of, share it with somebody who is where you want to be. Like get a coach or find like some mastermind buddies that you can actually share your thoughts with that have done the steps you want to make. Don't ask people for their opinion if they're not where you want to be. And we do this because we're still doubtful. And we hope that even if we share all our fears, that parent of ours will tell us it's okay, you will make it. But they're not the ones who are supposed to make that step for us. And probably they won't. Because if your parents have the exact same expectations of you that will bring you also your happiness, you wouldn't have this discrepancy, right? So really stop the conversation there. Don't talk about the things that are not certain yet. Talk about the things that really bring you joy. Talk about the next birthday party. Talk about how well you're doing in your health journey. Whatever it is, share with them things that you're already certain of. And at some point, when you start talking to them about what you wanna do, you'll be calm and relaxed and there's not going to be discussions about those itty bitty things because you're so certain that those are going the exact same way they're supposed to go. So now let's talk about peers. So peers is absolutely everybody who you have in your life as your friends, maybe your coworkers, maybe people that you're romantically interested in. And if you're in a position where every time you have interest in somebody, and I'm not just talking about romantically, but also that you want them to be your friend, you think hanging out with them is something that will make me feel less alone, these are the people that are at my job and I want to be part of the group. And every time you show up as your authentic version, you just get so far. People might even like you, but only to an extent. And from that moment on, you would either have to adapt yourself to fit into the mold or you stay who you are and you pretty much push everybody away. Those are the two extremes. And you have to decide in this moment what you're going to take on. And of course, people are going to say, well, I know that of course I should be doing Doing the things that make me happy, but I also don't want to be the odd one out. And you're right, you're not supposed to be that way. We all need social inclusion. Social inclusion is a human need. And I'm not going to tell you, oh, be an island for yourself and just do and be all that you are without having anybody interact with you. This is not something that will fill up our soul. We need things that make us grow in who we want to be. So if you have people in your life who really put you in a position where you have to decide, it's about time to understand that you've put yourself in the situations. You have decided to take on this job. You have decided to take on these friendships for the longest time. So since you made all of those things happen, you have the power to change it as well. So if this is not something that is in alignment with who you want to be, instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to abandon all of them. You are going to start adding people to your life that are in alignment with who you are. So you start watching videos like these. You start talking to people who have similar interests. Maybe somebody that you can share your joy for hockey with, then another friend that you can share your joy for personal development, somebody else that you can share your joy for music with. But you really choose those people actively. And once you do that, you create a second infrastructure and an infrastructure that is much more in alignment with who you are. So the more you do that, the more confident you feel in who you are because your environment is mirroring that back to you more and more. You then understand, yeah, I love my job actually. Actually, this is something that brings me good money. I feel secure here. It actually gives me the opportunity and the freedom to live out my vocation.
presentation even more. But because I have all those people that I can share so much of who I really am, I don't have the urge to be friends with everybody at work. It's okay for us to have professional relationships that are full of respect, but that the people there don't know everything about you. Too many of us have relationships with people and allow them to have a deep impact on us that have no business in being there. And why do we do that? Because we all have the urge for connection. We have that. This is normal and this is healthy and it's okay. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but you actively have to go out and find people that you can't connect with on an authentic level. You find those groups, you start volunteering, you start doing something that can add to society in a way that is most in alignment with who you are. You'll find so many people who will have similar values like you and you'll see how your entire approach to what you want to gain from work is going to be so much better. And it really made a huge difference in my approach with romantic relationships. One of the reasons why I was single for so long was because I had isolated myself so much. I wasn't really connecting with anybody on an authentic level that I tried to get all my needs met through that relationship. And that was just too much. And I didn't understand that it was all because of me. I felt like, why don't they understand? I'm just being open. I'm giving them so much like security by me opening up more than they are. But this is actually not the healthy way. The healthy way is to be slow, to actually allow people to get to know you, for people to earn your trust. That does not mean that you have a closed heart. It just means that you're reasonable, that you know you're going to protect yourself, that it's important that you feel good and you slowly and gradually understand how much you open up to the people around you. And the more you have all of the things fulfilled in your life, as in I live out my vocation, I get to share my deepest thoughts like I do with you very often. The more things you have like this in your life, the more people you connect with that give you so much back of what you really need as a person, the less you're going to expect that one person, that one romantic relationship or that one friend to be everything for you. I know this is something that specifically in the INFJ world is considered like the holy grail of having like these deep emotional connections with people, but they come with a big price tag. And that price tag is very often that you neglect who you are. It comes with the price tag of a lot of drama that you are really able and willing to sacrifice so much of your well-being for somebody else. And you expect too much of the other person at the same time. The more you fulfill those things for your own, the less you actually look out what other people's expectations are of you, because then there's this new thing. And that new thing that you have created gives you so much joy, so much intrinsic happiness that this is where most of your attention flows to and not to what other people are expecting of you. You want to make it easier on yourself? Continuously work on building that thing for yourself because by doing that, you create something new that's better than everything you've known so far. And it is that much easier to let go of the old stuff. It's similar to when we always talk about how to get into an abundance mindset. It's not going to work by you focusing on the negative things and wanting them to stop. Oh, I don't want this anymore. This sucks so much. Like, how can I change this? This is not how we get out of this situation. If we want to get into a better state, we have to focus on, let's say the 5% of our life that are already going well in comparison to the 95. And the more you focus on those 5%, the bigger you make them out of those 5%, six, 
7, 10, 15, 20% are created. And it's going to be that much easier to focus on that than the things that are bringing you down. And before you know it, this part of your life that is full of abundance, that is more in alignment with who you want to be, your own happiness becomes more and more. And your thought about what people expect of you just becomes oblivious to you. You're not even aware of it. I know rationally that there must be people out there who think like I do like this crazy thing and I talk about things that nobody cares about because normal society really cares about other things. But my mind is completely unaware of it. For me, this is the only thing people care about because this is the only thing in my life. This is everything I do. This is all that is really happening in my world. And I see, of course, other things. But for me, they seem all connected. I don't see that this is something different. This is just all of it. And my entire life has become all of me. And I'm not that naive to think that there aren't layers that I can take on as well. Of course there are. This is just a gradual thing. And I do this really consistently. I work on creating something that pushes my happiness forward. And at the same time, I think of what can I let go of something that I felt I had to do, but now I feel so strong in my new identity that is more in alignment with who I am. So I'm willing to let that go and let those people not see me anymore and not give me the validation that I wanted for so long. I can take this. I can actually make my life more boring in this area where I got so many of my needs fulfilled, but only to this certain extent because it was always at the price of my authentic self. I can let all of that go because over here, this thing gives me so much more than this could ever even do. So these are some of the main examples when it comes to consciously knowing what others expectations are. So something that you're aware of, something that you can write down and then take on step by step. But what about unconscious expectations? Well, those things are governing our life. This is nothing we can deny, but we're still not aware of it. 95% of all thoughts we have all day are on autopilot and they're based on stories we've been told, stories we keep telling ourselves on memories and beliefs. Those are the things that really govern our life. So how do we actually uncover them so we can transform them as well? Well, here vision building and goal setting comes into play. This is really an aspect that will help you tremendously because you will see that every time you set a new goal, which is actually just one smaller step of your visualization process. So first you really start thinking about how do I imagine my dream life? What do I want to be doing? How do I want to live it? How is it going to look like? Like everything that you want to have in your life right now, they'll make it better. And once you've done that, you really start setting your goals in all the areas that are important to you. So if you haven't done it so far, download the free poster on the five pillars to an epic life. They will help you a lot. Or you can sign up for the masterclass or the bootcamp where we talk about this specifically. But in the end, it really comes down to your relationships, your wealth management, your vocation, your physical energy management, so your health and your priority management. And you start setting goals in those areas. And you really start with small goals. You can think about, okay, is this goal really getting me a step closer to my vision? If yes, great. That's a goal that you should stick to, but don't make it too big. It has to be something where you feel a success in the end of the day or the week. Don't make it like, oh, this is such a small goal. How is that going to help me to get to my vision? You will see that every step you take, you become a bigger person because of it. And you can then take on another step. This is an exponential game. It really goes like this. 
And most of the time, it's really gonna take a while. But from that moment on that you start setting those goals and really start working on them. So you actually write an application for a better job. You actually go out and you start sharing your thoughts in a blog or a podcast or whatever it is that's on your mind. It can be that you start writing your book or that you show people your artwork. Whatever it is that is really your own gift, include that into your life and make it like really something that you can do. It should be a smart goal, something that's specific, measurable, applicable, realistic, and time-bound. And it has to be a success story. So if you can't make a goal happen, start with a smaller goal. Make that happen and then take on the next step because every time you become a bigger person and then you can actually take on even more. But how do you actually overcome unconscious expectations through this? Well, I'll tell you. It's really something that you feel. So when you go about your goals, you actually feel like you're paddling or you're working and it's like an energy that you really live out and at some point it feels like your motor is going but you're not moving forward you really feel like I'm digging over here and this is as high as I can go while I'm doing this one thing no matter how much effort I would put into it I'll still stay in this realm but I want to be over here not over here like this was great I made that happen but how do I get from here to over there that's when the unconscious expectations come into place those stories the beliefs and the memories we have because they tell us that this is the realm we should be playing in. So if you want to overcome unconscious beliefs at that moment, it's time to declutter your thoughts, it's time to do forgiveness work, and it's time to actually let go of this for a while, to actually be, meditate. Because the more you stay in this space, you actually start to see the bigger picture. You start to see what will get you closer to the vision. You'll be able to overcome all of those things that are keeping you stuck here. And it happens step by step. There are a lot of techniques that will help you to overcome those unconscious expectations. You just have to figure out which one works for you. For me, it works a lot when I meditate and I visualize. So I do guided meditations, 10 minutes of meditations that help me to be that version of myself that helps me a lot to get over it. Every time I have this feeling of paddling, paddling, paddling and not moving forward, I actively stop thinking about the things that keep me anchored in here. So I stop looking at the numbers. I stop looking at everything I've been doing the last months, for example, that have kept me there. And the more I let go of this, the more I do whatever it is that has nothing to do with that. It doesn't even have to be something productive. The more likely I am to actually move a step forward into my visualization, into my goal setting. So this is really something that you have to do continuously. And there's so many resources on this. This is also something we work with when we work one-on-one or in the bootcamp, but there are also great materials you can use right now if you want to do it by yourself. You can still make it happen. It's just not as easy as working with somebody, but it works. No matter what you do, it all helps. It all works. Just throw everything at it and find the things that are working for you. And don't believe that it has to be one thing for the rest of your life. Some things have helped me in the last two years that are now not that important to me. Then I take on something new and some things I do over and over again, but you got to be more and more in alignment with that version of yourself and everything else becomes easier. You really start are prioritizing your happiness and you really get oblivious to other people's conscious expectations or to unconscious expectations we carry within ourselves. I hope today's material resonated with you and helped you in you creating your epic life. If you want to work with me privately or join the bootcamp, you find all the information below. And if you want to watch a video now that is in alignment with today's video, watch my video on how to get excited about life again. Like always guys, I wish you a wonderful day, a great week, and I talk to you next time. Bye.